Welcome to our brand new show It's not that complicated so listen close We'll go through IMDB Reviewing all of Tom Hanks movies Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank Hanks Bank Jamie, you and I and our dear listeners, all the bankers out there, have walked down a long, and sometimes dark, and many times bright, treacherous Tom Hanks road. Yeah. We have seen him through the highs of Forrest Gump, Philadelphia, Captain Phillips, a hologram for the king. We've seen him the through terminal. the lows of Toy Story 1. Fuck you. <laughs> Through the, the lows Toy Story Four <laughs> of uh, that one where he's in pre-Israel. Uh, uh, oh fuck! What was that called? Uh, uh, every time we say goodbye. Every time we say goodbye. Every time we film. say goodbye. And it takes us to here. For now, the end of the road. And I think we can both say. Man, what a dad film to end on. What a, what a, what a, if you look up dad film in the dictionary, you know what's inside there? This movie. The entirety of this movie is in that dictionary. Yeah, it, it's yeah. wouldn't it have been great if if uh, we could have, you know, started this podcast just like five months earlier and then the last film would have been Toy Story 4 instead of fucking Greyhound. Um, but I feel I like would, it's a I good... I would settle for A Beautiful Day in the Neighbourhood. I would have settled Even for that, A Beautiful yeah. Day in the Neighbourhood. Uh, like, yeah, it, it's... Yeah, I mean, it's it's a good metaphor for uh, for this show in general. You know, you know, really big build-up, great, high expectations, and just, just going out on a thump. Uh, so with that... Hello and welcome to Hanks Frank, the show where we chronologically have the show where we have chronologically reviewed Tom oh, Hanks's so... entire IMDb. We should get more hyped, Alexander. This is the last, but not the last, because there's going to be one more episode after this. It's going to be a really good and episode. Please, episode next week episode. But the last film we are reviewing until we reveal <laughs> the movies releases another one. Anyway, I'm Jamie Lockson. With me as always with my co-host Al Gillespie. Say hello, Al. Wilson! Does he ever say Wilson in the film? He does say Wilson. Yes, he does. Like a lot. Like a lot. Wilson! (laughs) Like fuck loads of times. Do you remember that movie? Wilson! Uh, How... I I was... Let's peek peek behind the curtain a little bit. Um, I was going to say how are you doing this week, Al? But um, it has been mere four minutes since we finished recording the last episode uh i am away next week uh so we're we're doing a double header it's like the it's like the hanks manks of old for the last episode we are throwing it back we're doing a double header we're going insane i have acquired a beer to get me through this episode let me throw you back to the end of 2019 uh a time where jamie and i were recording maybe two to three episodes a week every week for about the last month and a half of my time in uh london yeah and jesus christ was that fucking exhausting yeah. do, you, do you remember was... that, do you remember that time i drove to your familial home in surrey fucking two and a half hours round yep. trip to talk about graham norton <laughs> you know you, you got a pub oh. lunch always i good. did get i did get a pub lunch out of it lucky me uh, but yes, we have. There are we no have pubs come, in London. Very importantly, we 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 shouldn't uh, <laughs> we shouldn't um, 
you know, do do too much of a, a wrap up because, as I say, that is going to be next week's episode. Get excited for that! I, I, I look, I've seen the numbers. Our our slowing it down episode and our reviewing the nineties episode, not our big hitters. I'll be honest, the ones where we didn't review any Tom Hanks films. I don't know why people didn't seem that interested hearing yeah, us talk seem, about talk about seem to numbers. Think it's okay to take a miss that week, guys. You're wrong. <laughs> Those but are the best next episodes. week is going to be a very good episode and there is going to be something on that episode that I've been working on for a really long time. So it will be really depressing to me if it gets like fucking three people listening to it. So yes, this is our last film, but it's not our last uh, Hank's Bank episode. Uh, we will be having a wrap up episode next week. So let's not too, get too revelry in our own um, own mild successes. Uh, how did you watch this film, Al? On my TV. Last film you watched while apparently legally high. Uh, oh, no. Yeah, yeah, Oh, this was so bad. I watched this beforehand. Um, <laughs> so you watched this and then it drove you to marijuana. Is that what you're saying? Pretty much. Um, I will say, I also, while watching this, uh, I, I defeated Lord Hades twice while watching this. Oh, I am also playing Hades. Uh, I, fun fact about playing Hades. Um, I am also currently with one of the students I work with reading a book called Who Let the Gods Out. Um, now, I know that's difficult for me. I, I can't read, but it is a kid's book, so it's doing okay with me. Um, but they are both set in the same sort of, you know, underworldy, Greek godsy uh, sort of realm. So it's really weird to be reading a kid's book about Zeus being like this, like, fucking drunk dad who's like overly boisterous and then transitioning to Hades with all these like really dramatic horny gods um, it's it's quite it's quite a whiplash I'll be honest yeah um but yes Hades Hades is great I'm also glad you were really paying attention to this film uh, that's Jamie, gonna make this Jamie. episode really great again as always uh the not as always as occasionally happens the brief summation could be the entirety of the plot synopsis. Yes, yeah, we we, we will get to Maybe that. Maybe it should be. I kind of feel like yeah. it should be because... Um, look, I know words, I want this episode to books. be quick, but 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 I feel like if I just go straight into historical context and film context right now, this, this episode will be 22 minutes long. So yeah. is there anything else you can talk about, please, Alexander? Make um... this episode even slightly entertaining. <laughs> okay, well, no, no, we got to, I've got a question then to ask you, Jamie. Okay. Um, if you were to take Tom Hanks uh, as like military, and we'll say merchant navy included in this figures, uh, so you, who what would you win mean in is a including fight? Captain Phillips? Yeah, who'd win in a uh, fight? He made him fight himself. Uh, well, I, I, I feel like that's just a really easy one um, because it would be the guy from Saving Private Ryan because it's the youngest one. He but, would absolutely whoa, whoa, whoa. destroy whoa. old tanks. Whoa. Sully, Sully's got a plane that. No, Sully, yeah, Sully got a fighter jet. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Well, sorry. Sully got a fighter jet. I assumed this was a fist fight. <laughs> Not they coming no. with that. So, so, wait, this isn't even going to be a fight. Fucking Saving Private Ryan's going to be on the beaches in France. Meanwhile, Captain Phillips and, and fucking Greyhound are having a naval battle <laughs> while Sully just flies around into some birds over and over again. <laughs> This is a ridiculous hypothetical, Alexander. Answer the goddamn question. Well, in that case, I'm going with Sully because he would just fly away. He would he would win on attrition. He would just <laughs> outlive the other ones. Um, who who do you think would win in a fight between all of the uh, Tom Hanks Spielberg characters? 
Oh, I mean, <laughs> again, uh, no, not Private fist Ryan. Fight. Fist not fight. Private so Ryan. What? What? What's what's wrong with what's wrong with him? In this, he's a soldier. What's wrong with him in that? No, 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 no. That's what I mean. But he's not Private Ryan. He's not Private Ryan. No, but yeah, I mean so not his Private character Ryan. from yeah, his character from Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, not or Private could, Ryan. Uh, or Alexander. I feel like you are you know ignoring the bloke from Krakosia in in the terminal, a man with uh, the resilience mm. needed to take on four other Tom Hanks in uh, in it. You know, I, I think he's the only one yeah. who would be able to stand up to fighting a version of himself. The rest of them uh-huh. would be too weak, too feeble. That is true. He is the only one who is kind of <laughs> reached like a self-ideation stage. Um, yeah, you know, Jamie, 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 we kind of, we kind of look on uh, what are some other things? The water... <laughs> Uh, which, 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 other than the survival Tom Hanks from uh, Castaway, who yeah. would live longest sort of on a desert island? Who would live longest on a desert island? Um, well, again, I I hate to bring it back to my favorite Tom Hanks film again, but it would be the guy from Krakosia in the terminal because he's functionally on a desert island in that film. It's the only other film where he has to survive on you know lack of resources. That is fair. That is fair. Um. Let's just talk about this film because I, uh, I, 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 I'm trying to. You know what? Unfortunately, my, my vamping skills at the beginning of a two-hour, three-hour podcast recording sketch are pretty high, and then after hour one and a half, they get lower. And when it's about this film, <laughs> okay, unfortunately, I so, can't vamp. Of course, we mentioned this is normally the part where I talk about the aliens. We're going to go in depth with the aliens next week. We're going to get the comprehensive and encyclopedic recount yeah. of. Uh, the entire alien situation, but to give it a little short, the aliens have invaded. They want us to uh, uh, prove our worth to join the United States of space. That's why we have been chronologically reviewing mm-hmm. the entire uh, Tom Hank entirety of Tom Hanks IMDb um, to decide which films go in the Hanks Bank, the collection of TV shows and movies we're going to show to the aliens to prove our worth to join the United States of space. But the aliens have already said that Tom Hanks hasn't cut it. So next week, not next week, in a few weeks' time, um, we are moving on to Anne Hathaway. That's a little recap. Anyone who's listened to this podcast before knows all of that. And you also know that what we do before we dive into films is tell a little bit about the historical context and a little bit of show for, or film context called show context for so long, despite the fact most of the times it wasn't about a show. Um, uh, a little peek behind the curtain again. Uh, just before we started, Al said, oh, fuck, let me look some stuff up for historical context. And it, this film came out this year, Alexander. You do not. You, I'd really Jamie, hope you can Jamie, remember what's happened Jamie, in this year. Jamie, I gotta, I gotta say, Jamie. If I asked you what month is it right now and what happened in March, Jesus Christ, it was a long time ago. Right? Okay. This has been three years in one year. All right. So let me tell you what happened this year. I obviously moved to Canada. That was the biggest and most important thing. Goodbye, loved ones. It's going to be great in Canada. Land of new opportunities. No, I'll, I'll see you guys in like August, July. That's fine. There's going to be a wedding. No problem at all. Uh, three weeks later, not three weeks later, a month and a half later, of course, the uh, entire world shut down. That was stressful. But it'd be fine. We can still, how long is this lockdown going to last? Lockdown's not going to be long, Jamie. What's going to happen in lockdown? Maybe some fun stuff. Some people made some sourdough. Did you make sourdough? Uh, no, but I did uh, develop a love of focaccia. Oh, focaccia's fucking awesome. Uh, actually, genuinely, like, the thing I missed, not, I think I've said this, not most about... Yes, London. this is not the first time you've expressed no, this man, desire for the podcast. so fucking good, guys. So fucking good. Like, I will, I will... If I ever came back to the UK, but only for like a two days, 
I would call for that bread to be brought to me because I'd be quarantined. But, uh, you know, obviously Animal Crossing came out. Jamie, did you play Animal Crossing? Uh, I did for oof, less than a week. It re- I bought wow. it. I was I was on the hype train and I, wow. I, 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 sold, Jamie, I ended up Jamie. selling it like three months later. Son of a bitch. This is you monster. All right, let me tell you what, Jamie. Right now, I got my little pumpkins. I got my little pumpkins, and I'm living my little pumpkin life. So, uh, Jamie, uh, fake gamer girl. All right, screw this. You're fake gamer guy. Apologies. He doesn't even know what a Bulbasaur is. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other like coronavirus <laughs> trends. Uh, there was the uh, Lion King, Tiger King stage. Tiger King, absolutely. I watched. Uh... I think everything bar the last episode of Tiger King, oh, I got awesome. really deep into it and was really enjoying it. And then just something switched for me and I was like, this is fucking bleak. Why it, am I watching this? My issue with that show entirely is that it casts a lot of aspersions with a lot of no evidence, treats a guy who is not a good human being as like an engaging and like as as better than Carol Baskin, a woman who has been accused of murdering her husband, but never proven or not, nor does the thing give enough evidence to suggest that she actually murdered her husband in any way. Uh, rather than just, he disappeared somewhere. Um, and also, more importantly, what I was more interested in was why do people buy fucking tigers? Which the first episode is about. The first episode is effectively about why do people buy tigers? And the rest of the thing doesn't answer that question. I don't know why people buy tigers. They're, because they're weird. Americans are weird. Sorry, guys, you like Mr. Rogers and you like tigers. That's what everyone knows about America. Uh, we also, Look, what other I, kind of stages? If, if, of- if I, if I, if it was not morally wrong and I had enough money, I would absolutely buy a tiger. Like, yeah, if, you if, like if, if, if yeah, I 100%, like, of course I would love, like, if it was, n- I, again, I am saying if it was not morally wrong and I fully accept that it is morally wrong, but yes. if it wasn't, I would fucking buy a tiger because that's dope as shit. But so obviously it's morally wrong, so I wouldn't do If the tigers it. were conscious and they were like, what I really want to do is chill in a small crab for and clap them. <laughs> Precisely. And they were like, dude. Me, me and my tiger friend Bill, we would have the mm-hmm. best fucking time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of the other stages of lockdown, Jamie. Uh, of course, there was the p- part, period of time where you guys could see your friends. I hope that was nice. I don't know what that's like, because Canada. Uh, let me tell you what, guys. Moving to a different country and not being allowed to meet new people uh, is an interesting time. Or I got a job. That was always great. After months of unemployment, always fun. Um, what else? The Bachelor came back on. The Bachelorette. Always got to love the good Bachelorette. The Bachelor, great season of them all. Jamie, have I talked to you about The Bachelor? Uh, you you have not talked to me about the Bachelor or oh. the Bachelorette before. Um, I I, what about I think I can imagine we about what, what. No, weirdly, weirdly, haven't talked about. If you haven't talked about the Bachelor and the Bachelorette, it would be weird if you had specifically talked about Bachelor in Paradise. Oh man, oh oh, what a TV series! All right, you know, first of all, you hear about the Bachelor, and you think that's sexist, and then you hear about the Bachelorette, and you're like, ah, the the, the tables have been turned. Uh, you know, equality <laughs> truly is possible in this world. Uh, it is a TV show which is both brilliant trash and also known for creating terrible human beings. Uh, one of whom, one of the bachelors recently got a rest- uh, had a restraining order placed against him by the person he ended up picking and proposing to at the end of the season. Always a good time, guys. Uh, you know, that was great. I'm glad that came back this year. Right, that that provided me some much needed normality. Uh, Soul is coming out. On ha- not on Halloween, that would have been made more sense. Christmas, on Christmas Day. Day, 
which I'm kind of grumpy about because I really would have rather waited to see that in cinemas. Um, other than that, that's my that's my lockdown. What's your lockdown been like? <laughs> this is supposed to be the historical context. Yeah, it's the historical context of this year, Jamie. How's your year been? Year in, re- year in review. Year in review. How was I, your year? No. No. How was your year? No. Was what do you year? mean? No. I don't want to yes. talk about my fucking year. No one wants to talk about their fucking year, Alexander. You know how my year has been. What are, what are the trends? What are the trend things you've done this year? What are the trendy oh, I, things? Oh, Come on. What are the trend things? I don't know. I, I, there was that period for like three weeks in England where you had like your government government sanctioned one exercise a day so you make a few jokes every time you went out the house oh it's my government sanctioned one uh exercise of the day um I, what the fuck? yeah i got into making bread uh i learned how to cook better than i did before i, I, I sort of knew how to cook before and i kind of still know how to cook but i know how to cook a few more things uh i don't fucking know alexander i had a couple of holidays cancelled that was great uh, the only films I've watched have been Tom Hanks films and it's slowly grating on my girlfriend so she's very excited that we get to watch Anne Hathaway films after this she was desperate to watch fucking When Harry Met Sally today and I was like I've watched two films already this weekend and I have to talk about both of them today I don't want to have a third film in my brain and yeah fuck off <laughs> I don't want to talk about this this is historical. Uh, this is important context for what brings us, obviously, to Greyhound. Yeah, all right, of course. Ah, oh, guys, you know the world is tough. It's tough times. Apple TV exists. I'll tell you a bit about the background of Apple TV. Uh, it's of course Apple streaming service. You might have forgotten about it because everyone has. Uh, it has uh, Ted Lasso, which I do want to watch. People say Ted Lasso is a good comedy about uh, Jason Sudeikis becoming a manager of a tier two football English football team. That sounds good fun. People like Mythic Quest 2. I'll watch that now. I've subscribed for a month. Um, and that's about it. That's about all I care about with this year. This year's bad, Jamie. And yeah, this film yeah, no fucking isn't shit. as bad. Nothing can be as bad as this. Well, things can be as bad, you know, like yeah. other bad things. But not, yeah, not, no. not movies. No. Um, so, yeah, let's talk about this fucking movie, Greyhound. Um, as you no, mentioned, no, yeah, this... Yeah. Yeah, no, I did the, the film context. context. I'm going to give context. my film context. Thank you. <laughs> so as you mentioned, this film came out on Apple TV. Obviously, it was originally due for a theatrical release uh, in July, which didn't happen for obvious reasons. And unlike other films where they um, uh, have, you know, just perpetually been delaying them, uh, this got bought by Apple TV. It was made on a budget of about $50 million and they got bought by Apple TV for $70 million. So I imagine the production companies were just like, let's just fucking cut our losses. We're not going to make, there's no way we're ever going to make 50 million at the box office anytime soon. So whatever. Um, I did not watch it on Apple TV. I very much illegally downloaded it because fuck Apple TV. Um, but to give, uh, but normally, sorry, I forget, we give a little bit of a plot. You don't watch Ted Lasso? You don't watch Ted Lasso? No, I'm good. Um, it's about I'll, football, I'll, Jamie. He I'll plays elite... football. Yeah, I know. I do a lot of my football, but I'll just illegally download that as well. It's set in London. You hate Londoners, but you like London. Yeah. Um, so normally we give a little bit of a plot summary before we talk about um, the film context. That's really fucking easy on this one. Um, so Greyhound is about the Battle of the Atlantic, uh, which is when... Uh, Plate ships would cross between uh, America to uh, the UK to bring uh, goods to the UK. And it's all about three ships protecting merchant ships uh, and being attacked by fucking U-boats uh, in World War Two. It's another fucking Tom Hanks uh, World World War movie, except 
we've removed every single possible character intrigue. Uh, it was written by Hanks uh, himself. Uh, it's based on uh, a book called The Good Shepherd by C.S. Forrester. Uh, now, C.S. Forrester, not a particularly well-known uh, writer, but... Uh, I did go onto his Wikipedia and was delighted to learn that he is most known uh, for a series called the Horatio Hornblower series, all about a naval captain called Horatio Hornblower. I which have is heard of Horatio Hornblower. A brilliant, I just fantastic name. I want to read all seventeen of these books, even though I can't read. Um, uh, so yeah, it's based on uh, a book. Uh, called the Good Shepherd. Uh, it's called the Greyhound because the fictional ship in the um, uh, film is called the Greyhound. Uh, it is not. Uh, I do not believe uh, a uh, based on a very an actual specific um, crossing of uh, of the Atlantic. I don't believe. I believe it is just based on the concept of crossing the Atlantic during this time and what was called fuck. What's the um, uh, oh, the, the dark pits, the the pits, the, the, uh, yeah, the, the the black pit or something like that. Yeah. Um, it's called the Battle of the Atlantic. Um, but it's uh, called the longest. Uh, it's the longest continuous military campaign uh, in World War Two. Uh, because it doesn't refer to one specific crossing of the Atlantic. The Battle of the Atlantic is every single time. Uh, ships would move from um, America over to Britain. Uh, the German U-boats would try to intercept them. Uh, the idea is this uh, black pit or whatever it's called. Uh, we w I will try to remember it. I apologize. Um, is the area between where American air support can protect ships and British air support can protect ships. Yeah. Uh, it takes around three days to cross. Um uh, and so during all of that time, there are these military ships that are protecting. Uh, it was a huge fleet of uh, of merchant ships uh, on this specific case that would be bringing supplies to Liverpool. Um, I've gone completely off of film context. No, I mean, this is all interesting. This is all interesting stuff. And I, I, I you know, it's this is why we now have aircraft carriers. So yeah, the, exactly. Just a um, giant area which can't be protected. Yep. Um uh, this uh, Tom Hanks is basically the only person you'd recognize. People may also recognize Stephen Graham, uh, yeah. who was in lot. I mentioned this. I was about to say the aforementioned, but that was in last episode. It's just I'm still this, this the same episode for me. Uh, Stephen Graham is in Snatch, uh, but is also in the This Is England films and Gangs of New York and loads and loads of stuff. Uh, but outside of that, it's all unknowns. Um, it's they get a whole load of young attractive uh men uh to uh to play all the soldiers uh and uh elizabeth shoe uh is the only female in this film and she is only in this so that there is not no females in this film uh which we will touch on um uh, and chet hanks also appears in this film i didn't spot him but um chet hanks uh tom hanks's son uh who if you've ever looked up chet hanks he looks like a fucking Chet. Um, uh, yeah, he's in this film uh, as a small part. Um, it is a Playtone production. We've talked uh, about this before. This is Tom Hanks's uh, production company. Um, unsurprisingly, because this is his, you know, fucking bread and butter. We've we've vaguely touched on it before. Tom Hanks loves his fucking war. Uh, he he absolutely loves the war, and so he decided to uh, dramatize a documentary about it, essentially, um, uh, and fund it himself yeah. through Playtone. Uh, there is very little else interesting about this, really. The most interesting thing about it is that it was released on Apple TV instead of um, 
uh, instead of cinematic release, which Tom Hanks was particularly disappointed about because it's a big budget action film that probably would have done a lot better um, uh, if you saw it in big screens. Probably, but even then, it's not... Like, it's, it's fine. It's fine. But there would have been bigger blockbusters this summer, you know? Oh, yeah, no, no, like, absolutely. I'm not, I'm not saying it would have sold really well, but the experience of watching it in a cinema no, no, yeah, is probably it how been. it was intended to be watched, not on a yeah. fucking TV. Because um, it's... I mean, like, we can talk about the plot. Well, I mean, you just did. Like, it... Like, yeah, d- d- like... <sighs> like, so we'll, I, we'll, I'm not, we'll I'm not a fan of... Uh, yeah, Tom Hanks, uh, recently been made... Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Captain. Whoa, Alexander. Alexander. The film begins all good, finish should. Thank you. It's your favourite part of the show. No, it's true, it's true, true. Uh, with uh, white text over black background. All right, let's <laughs> learn about World War Two, guys. Just in case you forgot about it. Not like we've ever made any films about World War II. Uh, it tells us about the convoy going across the Atlantic and how it's essential for the supply lines. And supply, supply lines are really important if you've ever played board games you know supply lines are important uh he then proceeds to tom hanks is on this ship they're on the atlantic whoa, whoa, whoa. You, you are you are forgetting the key human interest which is there is a woman is that's the key human interest alexander that there, there is a woman is it tom hanks's character's girlfriend or wife or fiance no, no. i couldn't really no, tell no, no, you no. okay we can, well we, we can definitely tell she's neither fiance or wife because he says I'm going to propose to you in Hawaii. Come with me to Hawaii. Okay, so, I don't girlfriend. know. It's it's possible that I wasn't paying much attention, Alexander. <laughs> so, but yes, so we meet that before he goes off on this mission. Uh, yeah. He he has he has a woman, and that's that's how we're supposed to make connection to Tom Hanks's character. Um, who, and she, yeah, he, yeah, he's like, yo, uh, they give some Christmas presents to each other. It's around Christmas. He says, yo, um, she gives him some slippers which are monogrammed. He gives her a tree ornament and says, look, here's a ticket to Hawaii. Come with me to Hawaii. You can basically live with me there and, like, we can get married. And she's like, oh, things are so uncertain because of the war. I don't want to get married. I think normally that works the other way around, so he's getting dumped. Like, I feel this is him getting dumped if she, if she's like, it's World War Two, but I don't really want to get married. Like, World War's the time to get married young, guys. Come on, go do it. Gotta do it. And by young, Tom Hanks is like 60, 70, like, uh, he's old. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's old like, as balls. He's um, been given his first command of a ship. Yep, this is his first crossing uh, of the Atlantic, and the uh, I've found it, the aforementioned Black Pit, which is that okay. mid-Atlantic gap. Um, there are three ships, uh, one called the Greyhound, one called Dicky. I remember that one. I don't remember the other one. I remember it because it's called Dicky. Um, uh, and then another Robert one. Um, uh, no. Uh, oh, yes, no. Yes, I think it is, Harry. Um uh, and then one called Dickie. And they're, they're the only ships that are protecting this uh, merchant fleet. Um, as soon as they cross into the, the Black Pit, um, yeah, let, let's now just blast through the sure. the rest of this film, which is US, f- the same fucking shit happens. Yeah, pretty much. The US, like, guys go like, bye-bye, and Tom Hanks is like, oh, war. They spot uh, U-boats not too far off. They go, okay, well, let's you know, keep at a reasonable distance from it. They do some maneuvers and they manage yeah, to blow there's, up. There's a whole lot of technical jargon. If yeah. uh, your your dad, who's obsessed with naval military history, will fucking love this film Guys, your because they don't even they don't even film. attempt to explain any of the no. shit that's being no. said. <laughs> Tom Hanks is making some moves, which I think his crew members are slightly suspicious of. 
I don't know why they'd ever really talk about that. So I'm like, I don't know what these maneuvers mean. Is this a suspicious maneuver? Well, but apparently there are blips every now and then. That's what they call, Beep. you know, the, the things on the radar. Beep. And they go, oh, there's blips. Beep. Oh, there's blips. They're three Beep. miles away. And then someone else calls in and he says, oh, there's blips two miles away. Beep. Okay. Um, U-boats for people who don't Beep. know, they're submarines. Um, German submarines. Uh, German. It's stand. I actually, uh, l- uh, I didn't look this up. Uh, my girlfriend did. Uh, it stands for uh, Unterseeboot. Uh, it literally just stands for under the sea boat. Um, under sea boat. Uh, I, that's that's absolutely what it. That's what I'm no, not no, no. making that what up. I, what I'm trying that's to figure absolute... out. What I'm trying to figure out if you if it's if it's under sea boat boat or if it's under sea boat. It's it's one word under sea boat. So when we so U boat then literally translates to undersea boat boat, which I like because it's a bit like when we call chai tea chai tea because it's just calling it tea tea, and um, you're like, oh, I really like chai tea, and you're like, no, you like okay, you like chai or tea? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, you know, some shit happens there. They're maneuvering they around this U boat, and sure. and they're trying to spot the U boat, and they never spot it, and then Tom they Hanks gets... is Christian, and therefore isn't happy when they murder people at yeah. the beginning, like seemingly i think there's either a bounty system or like they can get recognized for blowing up the ship if they get bit debris but tom hanks decides not to get the debris because he wants to kind of look after the convoy because he's good at his job and more u-boats come around eventually the germans the nazis start getting over the phone oh. they're on the blower. oh yes Ale- oh, no, we, alexander like, we have to talk about this so i i get that these guys are literal Nazis, but their depiction in this film is cartoonishly evil. They get on the phones and start going, Hello, Greyhound. We are the Nazis. We come to kill you. And if little you think, wolf, little wolf, little wolf, wolf the yeah, sheep will take you away. Wolf, we are going to hunt you and kill all your friends and family. And if you think I am exaggerating for comedic effect, watch this fucking film yeah. because that's literally what happens. And I looked it up. That is completely fabricated. There's aspects of this film that are obviously real, like the the ways in which they were. Um, it's a very historically accurate film in the ways in which the um, uh, naval uh, strategies happened. But that's completely made up. The Germans never got on the fucking blower to the G- Americans going, we're going to kill you, little piggy. Mr. Hello, my, my name is Mr. Rogers and I'm going to kill you. <laughs> um, so um, yeah, that is fucking ridiculous. Well, he, so here's the thing. The, if you've watched the hit TV show Watchmen, you will know, like, there is to some extent that, like, you know, psychological warfare was used against soldiers, but as you said, you looked it up, clearly not on this. Like, no, no, not this, this way. Not like, norm- normally it was, like, leaflets being dropped on people saying, like, hey, you're a black soldier and yet you live in a racist country. Why would you fight for your racist country? Yeah. Which is, you know, um, and yeah, um, so, um, I mean, it, it, uh, if I could describe uh, what a lot of this film is. Uh, it's watching torpedoes uh, go through the water and then just slightly miss the greyhound. Just, ah, if you want to see that happen five times, um, you can see that. Um, one time, though, it does hit the great. Obviously, throughout this, like, a bunch of the merchant ships are being taken down and blown up and stuff. Um, one time, uh, the uh, one of the torpedoes does hit the greyhound. Uh, we learn the next morning... Uh, that it's uh, happened to kill the one other person that they tried to make us care about, except for Tom Hanks, uh, which is the chef that's been making Tom Hanks food this entire time. He's in like two scenes and they're like, that'll do for human interest. Let's kill him. Um, and then they have a, a funeral for him and you're supposed to be sad, but you're not. Um, 
uh, I believe around this time, uh, one of the uh, support ships has also gone down uh, and uh, they've had a radio over and uh, they go to Tom Hanks. Hey, uh, permission to get the fuck off this ship that's sinking. And Tom Hanks like, yeah, go for it, guys. Um, and they carry on. Uh, he, at some point, apparently it's really important that they they would never break radio silence. Uh, but they do it by just sending a word, just sending one word to the uh, British, which is help. They just send the word help. And they hope that they hope that the Nazis don't hear. And then the Nazis hear and they get on the blog. Oh, little Americans, you want help. The only help you'll be getting is a help to the sinking. We'll be sinking you soon. You'll die. Uh <laughs> And uh, we uh, enter the last fucking day of them crossing the black pit. This film has a couple times where it's like, oh, 48 hours left, 32 hours left. Um, yeah. uh, the fucking U-boats attack again. It's the same as all the other ones. A torpedo nearly hits them again, except it rims off the side. Um, and they sink another U-boat. I don't know how they do it. Um, they just fucking shoot it or something. Um, and then the British RAF arrive and the biggest dick of a British RAF officer <laughs> gets on the phone to Tom Hanks like, Oh, hello there, dear chap. I've heard you've had a bit of a trouble there. And he's like, yeah, yeah, no, we've been finding a lot of fucking U-boats. He's like, yeah, well, seen them off, have you? Yeah, quite a few people died. Oh, well, brilliant. How, nice to have you back. Oh, well, what does this make? Your your 18th trip across? And it's like, no, it's actually my first. Well, jolly good show, chap. And, and, and... <laughs> I mean, the, then Tom Hanks also like, uh, I'd like to make sure that we can, you know, escort these guys back to harbour. And uh, the guy's like, no, 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 you go back through. Back you go. All right, back to America, right? Good on you, chaps. We've got back it on. from here, chaps. Uh, fuck off. Um, and then, um, you know, the people who have just watched uh, thousands upon thousands of people die uh, in sinking ships uh, all start clapping. Uh, they're like, yay, well, we didn't. Woo, we didn't die. That's great. <laughs> I know everyone else did, but woo, let's go us. Um, and then uh, fucking Tom Hanks has another scene with his lady friend. Does he? Um, I think so. I can't what remember. Um Oh, no, no, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Ah, that, that's how this film ends. Everyone's clapping him. Uh, he gets a message from one of the other boats saying, oh, have a have a drink on us in Derry uh, or whatever. Um, and uh, then uh, finally Tom Hanks prays and goes to sleep. Yeah. Uh, the so Let's talk about this film, Jamie. Fucking hell. <laughs> I think that was, that, that's got to be the shortest we've ever talked about a film sure. on this entire show. Well, well here's the thing. We talked about an episode of Taxi for longer than we talked no, about that fucking film. There was, there's just not, it, it sounds bad. This is a movie, this movie is for you if you are the kind of person who on a Sunday, after like maybe a pub lunch, comes back home at like two in the afternoon and sticks on like a two hour World War Two documentary about how Churchill's secret buster bunkers um, pocket busters, whatever, managed to, you know, secretly kill a German shepherd one time in the Rhineland. Like, this is this is for you if you like that kind of thing. Yeah, and, and it, like, it, it's it's basically a dramatized documentary. It's it's not it's not really a film, as I've already mentioned. There's there's no character development at all. You only 
just about not even really you only care about tom hanks's character because it's tom hanks like you don't act like there's no effort done to actually develop his character at all it's a long line a long a film another entry in the long line of films of tom hanks plays unspectacular man doing spectacular things except yeah. we, like we don't learn anything about it's captain phillips except no, again none of the human interest it's sully yeah. but none of the human interest like it's it's so just perfunctory showing this is what naval warfare was like and great if that's what if that what tickles your giblets all power to you and god am i thankful that they had the foresight to make this film only like 80 minutes long because it could yeah, not it, possibly it's, it's be any longer he, here's my issue you can do a film which is just an action sequence um uh, a film like uh, mad max fury road right which i need to rewatch, but like fucking love that film very much like it's not just an action sequence but it is largely like almost one continuous action sequence all the way through right like yeah. there are a couple breaks here and there there are there is character development in it so which proves that you can have character development in a tight movie like that yeah but what this film like it sounds bad a u-boat film is scary because it's about like you know, anti-submarine films are scary because you don't know where the bad guy is. So what yeah, it's really like, about it's is like ratcheting up the Cloverfield of war films. Yeah, sure, it's a, it's a horror film, right? Like it's you're out here alone <laughs> and people are dying and you don't know how to track these people down. But to do that, you really need to focus on the conditions in the cab, like the kind of interpersonal dynamics, way more than this film ever does. Because there are occasional looks when Tom Hanks does something and like people look off and they're kind of like. Is Tom did he seriously just order that? And Tom Hanks is like, I ordered that. But no one ever pushes back on him, really. No one ever no. kind of says, you're out of control here. You know, all this kind of stuff. There's no tension inside the cabin, really. Yeah, and because it, of that, I don't really care about when the torpedoes come. Because yeah, like it's not that scary. Film, it's just... Halfway through the film, they have this big thing of like, oh, fuck, we blew up a decoy and we used all of our ammunition. We've only got like six bullets left or something. And you're like, oh, shit. Is that going to become a bigger thing? No, it's just it, it, they just say it, and then it just doesn't. It doesn't fucking matter. Like it, it never becomes a thing again. And uh, yeah, I've I, I the one the one bit of uh, like one praise I would give to this is that I think it does do well to. I sort of mentioned it earlier. There's a bunch of like handsome young white blokes uh, who are uh, like working on this ship. But they do a pretty good job of making you realize that everyone else except for the captain on this are like 17 years old yeah. and shit scared and have no clue what's going on. Yeah. Uh, and I, that that's relatively effective, but I'd like to see that explored more. I would have liked yeah, to like... meet and know at least one of these dudes and and like find it and, and like learn his story. So, so let's let's compare it to a better Tom Hanks on a boat film, which obviously is Sully. Like, if you Tom think Hanks about that film... Boat? He's not on a Tom boat Tom Hanks on a boat. He's not on a boat in Sully. Sorry. Um, famously Captain on a Phillips. plane. Captain Phillips. <laughs> well, he, sorry, first of all, Jamie, he gets on a boat he after he crashes. How does he get out of the river? <laughs> Idiot. But second of all, you are right. I did mean Captain Phillips. Um, yeah, Captain the, Phillips the, is... Sorry, it, you're right. The better Tom Hanks on a boat film than Sully. <laughs> yeah. Um, Captain... But, yeah. But Go on. Captain Phillips has, like, a lot of the same beats... Um, absolutely so if you think about it it's tom hanks uh at the beginning 
some text at the beginning about the world. Uh, in Captain Phillips, we get a bit of uh, like overview of the kind of life of the pirates uh, first. Uh, we then have Tom Hanks at home. Tom Hanks talking to his wife. Them setting up, setting up that he has something to lose, right? Like, yeah. he's got something to lose. He gets on the boat, and then we see the dynamics in the ship for a while, right? Like, they don't overdo it. They don't over-dramatize the film. But it's, here are some tensions in terms of, like, the union guys don't want to work these hours. And because of that, and X, Y, Z, and Tom Hanks is trying to, like work within these kind of constraints and stuff while maintaining a sense of professionality and like they're taking too long breaks and crap that creates tension on the boat yeah which is realistic tension which isn't overly dramatized so that by the time everything kicks into gear you kind of think ooh, you know are they how how well are these guys going to get along? how well are they going to work together because we've seen them not work well together at the beginning yeah and it's it's if you remember in captain phillips there's the uh scenes before the pirates board the boat and there's those two chase scenes uh with like tom hanks like getting out on the deck and looking at them and then and then trying to figure out how to evade them this film is those two scenes for 90 minutes except you can't see the pirates so you have no in- you have no idea what they're actually doing you're just staring at the sea and you think they're under there somewhere and also instead of the pirates getting on the blower and you know somehow trying to trick the like that happens in captain phillips where they're like oh actually we're we're the coast guard you know stop or whatever and and trying to intimidate them instead it would just be if they got on the blower and went oh mr captain phillips we're going to come kill your family like it's it's just those fucking scenes for 90 minutes except way less interesting because you can't see the fucking u-boats like i get that that's the idea of submarines like they're scary and whatever because you can't see them but like Mm. it makes for a visually boring film where a lot of the shots of this are just staring out at an empty sea um and and there's just there's so little tension there's so little uh, yeah this this film's fucking boring For, for 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 a for a really tight, like eighty-minute non-stop action film, it's so boring. It's bonkersly boring for a eighty-minute tight action, like constant action happening. Uh, I just, I, I, I've, I've talked about Look, this before. It's, yeah. it's Tom Hanks. Just no, no one's willing to say no to him anymore. This is the most fucking Tom Hanks thing ever it's it's so like i get it you wanted to make what you wanted to make congratulations but no one ever told you no and and you just made the most fucking up your own ass historical drama documentary drama i also think it's very important to say that people need to so like i think that's to some extent sure like i think he's got a better track in producing than he necessarily does in like very specifically here which is like screenwriting a story like i don't think people should let tom hanks write his films i, I, mean, I yeah larry crown was bad um the well, like, yeah um, larry crown's like a two star film like. yeah larry crown was bad i didn't hate that thing you do that thing you do was no, fine that, that was thing you do is the, exe- the exception to that but like yeah. electric city's not good electric city is not and this good is, so yeah. this is this is better than this is about as good as larry crown maybe a little bit better um it is worse than uh that thing you do and it's better than um uh, electric city electric city but none yeah. of those are great they're just 
at best yeah, it's mean, that thing you do which is nice but yeah i got gifted for christmas i hope the person who gave me this doesn't listen to this podcast um i got gifted for christmas last year uh tom hanks's short story book uh and in fact i got gifted it with tom hanks's signature in it it's a fantastic gift oh. i'm very happy but famously i can't read so i haven't read it yet um, so i have no clue whether tom hanks as a writer uh of books translates and maybe he's he's a little bit better in that medium but um yeah i think i think tom hanks gets an idea in his brain of what he wants to make and and th- even the concepts for the things he wants to make aren't necessarily terrible but then he just complete he seems to completely forget what makes an engaging and interesting plot and arc uh th- th- you absolutely could make you could just make you could have just made fucking captain phillips again like this this film very easily just with a little bit more human interest yeah. and like i i i, I don't know I, i'm thinking out loud now but maybe just seeing more of maybe see the german side of it like see what the u-boats tactics are see more of the u-boats i get that the the fear of the u-boats is not knowing where they are not knowing what's going on but that didn't really engage with me i was just staring out at a blank fucking sea i didn't give a shit so there's there's something more interesting to be told here and it's just it's such a a, such a bummer of a last fucking film um for us to watch yeah Luckily, Tom Hanks is still young and will make many more movies for us to review over the years. But as we end our run on Hanks Bank, it's a shame. So let's go to scores as yes. we do for uh, new listeners. Wow, what a great episode to have as your first uh, episode. <laughs> to uh, new go listeners, goodbye. <laughs> you know, it was nice you got us this, this far. Uh, go back and listen to the... Uh, if you want to listen to one about the war, go back and listen to the Band of Brothers episode. We do some cool shit in that one. Um... So the, very specifically, we review on uh, three criteria and then whether or not it goes to Hanks Bank. So it is uh, the film out of five. It is Tom Hanks' performance out of five. It is the Tom Hanks' dick meter out of five. And that is, of course, whether or not it goes into the Hanks Bank. So, Jamie, what do you give this out of five? <sighs> Look, if you want to watch a film of 18 torpedoes nearly missing a uh, uh, a big warship while the sound plays throughout the whole fucking thing to make you think that it's tense they love that sound i don't know if you've noticed that that like weird high-pitched violin sound got so fucking overused in this film Mm. um then then all power to you i think there are people that would enjoy this film people who are more interested in naval warfare than i am but in my eyes this is barely even a fucking film this is this is like some historical dramatized documentary stuff i've already said that so i mean i've written down a two and it seems generous in all honesty i don't know where where i, I might adjust that where are you sure. landing on this i'm gonna give it a two um i don't think it's poorly made uh it's not so which, it's not which which for me is often the difference between two and one is like if something just doesn't work which and this doesn't work like that for me isn't necessarily the same as it being bad where like the thing is like i I don't really like the effects in this it's it's a bit weirdly oversaturated and it looks it all looks a little bit weird but you know in script again like i said script wise there's not very much tension your enjoyment this will purely come out of the fact of how interested you are in you but in u-boat warfare 
which there are people out there who that's for. Yep. Um, and and I I can I I think I would fairly hazard a guess that no one who listens to this podcast falls on the venn diagram of people who listen to this podcast and people who are into u-boat warfare is two fucking circles so i'm happy to say that people who are into u-boat warfare can fuck off there are people in our friend group who i'm not sure whether or not they listen to the podcast or not who i think would be into u-boat warfare cool and whoever i don't know who you're talking about they're boring (laughs) <laughs> they're boring people if you are into u-boat warfare find better hobbies go fucking ride a bike you boring cunt <laughs> tom hanks is but i'm gonna stick with a two uh tom hanks's performance out of five what would you give him um two like wow um, two i don't it's fine it's fine like this is a case of we talk about this sometimes where like Sometimes the choice of maturity, like whether or not how good a performer you are, the choice of material you pick is going to affect my assessment of you as an actor in the movie. Because if it's not a good opportunity for you as uh, an actor, then like you're not going to act particularly well. And like, I think he's fine in this, but the, the script is not great in terms of dialogue. And therefore he doesn't give a you know what does he do he kind of sits on a boat and he goes put salt water on the thing so it doesn't freeze ah scary noises that's yeah. all okay but there's nothing in particular crazy yeah uh i'm sort of wavering between a 2.5 and a 3 famously obviously i can give 0.5s you cannot um because you have restricted yourself like that despite the fact that you will happily go up to you know an 8 or a 9 sometimes some could argue that if you had given yourself more leeway by giving 0.5s you wouldn't have so destroyed our rating system like that and let's ignore the fact that i have given a 19 before so yeah. um, <laughs> uh i think i'm going to give him a 2.5 um yeah like you say it's 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 a case of like how the fuck is he supposed to do any better because there's nothing in the character but also he wrote the character so yeah do better tom um uh and the tom hanks dick meter how much of a dick is this yet another uh unremarkable man doing remarkable things zero he's not a dick he's not an art dick he's he's a zero like yeah he, he brings some food to the uk that's great he saved you and my grandparents probably um that's good yeah but also uh, he he lets a lot of people die he does he does a lot of people die under his watch alexander i feel like you are you are ignoring the fact that uh, as they flash up at the end just a, 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 i don't know i I, I right at the end of this film, they just flash up that like um, in the Battle of the Atlantic, seventy th- it's like seventy thousand people died and four thousand merchant ships were were sunk. And when you go and look that the Battle of the Atlantic actually refers to a five year multiple crossings, that becomes not reasonable. Obviously, it's not great that that happened, but like it makes it sound like on this one trip, Tom Hanks oversaw 70,000 people dying yeah, and they yeah, were all which really is, which, chill. Like, which would be it's a like what, what the fuck? Um, that does not, that doesn't make sense. So anyway, um, he did not let 70,000 people die on his watch. He probably, you know, only let a thousand people die on his watch. Uh, but yeah, I think it's zero. He's, he's not some level of absolute good in the world, but he's not... Um, He's not an outward dick at all. Um, I think uh, it's all all been building up to this, Alexander. 85 odd episodes or whatever of this podcast. And and we come down to 
Is Greyhound going in your Hanks bank? Nope. 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 No. No, of course it isn't. Um, so, when we don't put something in our Hanks bank, we of course must provide something to satiate the aliens for one more week. Uh, because obviously they are going to blow up this entire planet if we do not prove our world to join the United States of Space. So, Alexander, um, having had, uh, oh, around about 50 minutes since the last time you were had to answer this question, uh, what are you going to present to the aliens this week? Uh, uh, well, you know, last week I, I was hesitating between uh, Hereditary and the Babadook, and this year, therefore, I will go, this week I will therefore go for the Babadook. Uh, <laughs> you know, you want to see a film which is kind of funny, kind of about grief, maybe about an LGBT icon, Jamie. Are there any LGBT icons in this movie? Yes or no? Uh, no, no, there is, there is, there is right. one. <laughs> yeah, no. So, so, so clearly, the, fuck this movie and the Babadook, you know. Go for it. You, of course, win. Uh, the Babadook is in the Hanks bank. Me and the little baby Yoda's are going to be, uh, you know, sin, waving at pride, uh, having watched the Babadook in our big top tour hats. Yeah. Um, once again, Al, we, we fuck this every single... We've done so many Halloween episodes and none of them have come out anywhere near Halloween. And then this is technically our Halloween episode this year. This is coming out on the 27th. Ooh. This is our fucking spooky episode. It's just us reviewing fucking Greyhound. Um, so as it is uh, speaking time, um, I would I would like to make Al happy and cast him back to a time uh, when uh, he was with friends and having a good time uh, for the film that we watched together uh, on Halloween last year, which is Tucker and Dale versus Evil, uh, which is a great comedy horror movie. Uh, I'm uh, a big old baby and I don't like horror movies at all. They make me very uncomfortable. Um, so uh, the best I can do is a comedy horror film and Tucker and Dale versus Evil uh, plays with a lot of the tropes. Uh, of horror films really really well to great effect uh so if you're uh, a a weak weak little crying baby like uh me uh uh then maybe check out tucker and dale versus evil this halloween season so that's it we we have officially chronologically reviewed tom hanks's entire mdb thus far as you said we will dip back into hanks bank episodes um if and when uh, more movies come out and we are able to watch them um but next week we will be reviewing tom hanks's entire career um and i promise it will be interesting <laughs> it will be titled something like the final hanks bank and that will be very confusing to many people because it won't be the last episode of this podcast nor will it be the last episode where we review tom hanks's punk, uh filmography but you know you've got to try and get those clicks somehow but please i desperately ask you do listen to next week's episode I cannot stress enough how long I've been working on something for this episode. And I, I'm now setting it up way too much and it's not going to be good enough, but I just would be really sad if not enough people listen to it. So please, please listen to next week's episode. I'm absolutely begging you. But until next week's episode comes out, Alexander, what can our dear listeners do? Uh, you can go down and you can make sure to your local podcast store uh, and you can make sure that all our episodes are downloaded. And if you listen to them already, maybe go back and re-listen to some of them. Do you, like me, uh, like living in a world without coronavirus? Go back to some of the podcasts before coronavirus was a thing. That's always great. Do you hate the year 2020? I hate the year 2022. we got tons of podcasts in the year 2019. Go to your friends and make sure your friends listen to some of our 2019 episodes and then maybe make some of them listen to some of our favourite 2020 episodes. For example, the terminal which was a classic oh, oh man remember the terminal movie. jamie good time we say 2020 has been bad but how can we be bad when it was the year that you and i both watched the terminal for oh, the first time incredible um yeah and also i i do have to say um that if 
your enjoyment of next week's episode and very specifically what I am uh, making for next week's episode will be infinitely more if you've listened to every single episode of Hank's Bank. So you have a week, catch up, listen to every single episode. If there's any you missed out on, please listen to them. Otherwise, it's going to be really bad for you because it's going to be the most self-indulgent episode we've ever had. So, uh, Fred, before I get too desperate from me, Jamie, and my co-host, that's my app in the bank. You boat. You boat. It's me, the Nazis. Ah! Did you think we were evil enough yet? Hoo hoo hoo, we come and kill you. Hoo hoo, did you know that the Nazis are the bad guys? Hoo hoo hoo. You boat. Hands back.